Welcome to Forever Exiled, the Path of Exile podcast. You get that? The Path of Exile oh, podcast. It is uh, the Path of Exile podcast. I What's going on? I'm Justin, aka Tags. And I'm Tyler, Wrecker of Days. Welcome to episode 205. We're pretty sure it's 205. Yeah, we were a little that bit of a debate ahead of time. I was a little unsure. <laughs> is it 205? Uh, officially officialized? However, right. at the very beginning of our podcast, may we pause a moment? Justin's got work, so um intermission oh dang it's not a text he's uh actually got a phone call he's melding sorry to me and i'm giving him some middle fingers two of them but with a smile guy love you know oh that's a good show scrubs Gosh, I loved Scrubs so much. Still do. So I guess love. I love Scrubs so much. Justin's so good, hey? You know, he's like, obviously he wants to do the podcast. He's trying to not have all of his meetings, you know, scheduled around the pod. Or he's trying to have his meetings scheduled around the podcast. He's all frustrated when something comes up while he's doing this personal stuff. Of course, work comes first. But he's so kind and gentle and smiling while he's on the phone. What a guy. Welcome back. Do I need to edit anything out? <laughs> no, I was I having a, a conversation? fantastic conversation with you. You agreed with all of my points about filters and my oh, dreams for like it. No, it was fantastic. Real life too. Yeah, it was. Actually, it was about exactly what a filter conversation would be like with you. <laughs> just I talked on the other end. <laughs> it's, it's exactly like you would just take off your headphones, mm -hmm. go watch a movie, later. then you come back and at the end you're like, wow, Ty, totally. good points. Totally. Big shout out to all of our patrons, everybody supporting the podcast. We love your faces. Thank you so much. Patreon gets you access to After Dark. It's our podcast after the podcast where we just continue to natter and talk and you get a card and a sticker. So thank you, patrons. We love you and we appreciate your support. How was your week, Ty? I had a wicked week, man. Did you? This was, um, yeah, I mean, the kids started going back to school and I love having my kids around for the summer. I think it's fantastic. Mm. But as a, <laughs> as a stay at home parent my i get to keep like my same routines for how i keep the house efficient it's always messy but you know imagine what it would be without me you know what i mean so anyway i, I have i keep the same routines and do everything but obviously having kids around the house it keeps things a little bit messier even though they're fantastic at cleaning up after themselves and doing their chores and then um it, it's obviously way more with way more interruptions as well right so uh Going back to school is one of my more favorite times of the year because it's the most wonderful normal time of the year. routine. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's when my routines can be as efficient as I want them to be for the most part. Mm -hmm. So, but it's cool. The kids are in. It's funny. My daughter has like she enjoys people's company, but she has like one really good friend. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? That's the only friend she really, really wants to hang out with and thinks about and draws pictures about and stuff like that. My my son has like a posse. You know what I mean? <laughs> sure. It's like us, right? There's like six or seven in his core group that just that's just the way they are. Yep. Well, my son with his new class ended up getting his whole posse in his class. They oh, weren't wow. split up. They just by total fluke, they're all in in his class. My daughter has one friend and they didn't get in the same <laughs> class. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. And uh, so that was good. Uh, our weather changed, went from like the a consistent 30 plus degrees Celsius to 
like the low to mid 20s, which is nice. It feels like it's fall time now, even though that's you. I guess that's used to be what our summer weather was like, but it's nice. You get the option to wear long sleeves every now and then and you're not cooking hot. But I'm looking forward to the rainy weather because I really want to overseed my lawn before the uh, winter comes. Last year, our fall was maybe two weeks, right? And then just went right into freezing overnight and it just screwed up over any overseeding that people wanted to do. So hopefully we get a normal um, fall this year so that we can overseed our lawns. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited to that because this summer, with some of the mistakes that I accidentally made, I kind of destroyed parts of my lawn. So I wanna, I'm excited to fix it. And I'm excited to remember my strategy for next year. And it's going to be great next year. Not going to water my lawn at all. Mother Nature's going to do it for me. And it's going to be green the whole way. It's going to be great. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And it's nice to not have the blistering heat. And uh, what else? My back's killing me. But it's for great reasons. Like, like I have a crappy like neck and lower back. My doctor jokes that I have. I'm 80 years old in certain parts of my body. About half my body. But anyway, my son and daughter, mostly my son, made this epic fort in in the living room. Like it takes over the majority of the dining room, which connects to the living room, which is kind of our TV room as well. And it's just it's huge. I, he like we have a king bed and he used almost all the bedding, like all the fitted sheets, all the duvet covers that we have. And like it's all everywhere. It's huge. But <laughs> to sit on the couch and watch TV. We have like an L-shaped couch. Mm -hmm. You know, four people could sit comfortably, five. All right. And anyway, it's a nice big L-shaped couch. Um, there's like one spot you can sit to watch TV where the <laughs> fort isn't in your way because it's yeah. quite a tall fort. Um, and we're having to climb over the back of the couch to sit there and read books before bedtime or for me to watch a show when everybody else is in bed. So... Uh, my back's quite sore from climbing over all this stuff because I'm not made for that anymore. But it's all for good reasons because every time you do it, you're like grumbling that there's a fort there. But then it's like, nah, this is awesome. It's fun to have the fort up all week. And it's not like I'm going to get him to take it down on Thursday, yesterday, when the weekend's coming up and he could sleep in it coming the weekend. So anyway, it's uh, it's been a good week, man. A good, good week full of family fun. That's How good. about you? How was your week? My week was good. I... It was it was really busy. The kids went back to school. I was laughing actually. There was a, an email from our school about school supplies. Did you see that? So you guys yes. buy your school supplies directly from the school, right? From the school, yes. yeah. Okay, so we don't. We always, Christina likes to go out with the kids and buy school supplies. But I love that they send sure. an email and they're like, "Don't if you buy them yourself, don't label them." Christina was like, "Yeah, get bent." I'm gonna label them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're not sharing my crap. I don't mind them sharing, but just say that. Just tell us that. Like, I hate when they're like, buy 10 glue sticks, 40 packs of crayons. It's like, yeah, really? Like, I we have no problem at all. If they were like, hey, you know, we could use these, you know, if uh, you know, I, I totally get it. There's some kids that it would help them out and we would be happy to sure. do that. Yes, of but course. I don't like the idea of them saying buy 10 glue sticks for your child and then tell you don't label any of the stuff. It's like, well, that's a weird way of saying you're giving our stuff to other kids, which again, if you just said that, no problem. Right. Say but, like, uh, please buy extra of these yeah. if you're willing to share. Christina would go the... to town if they were oh, saying she, like, she would. She would give them in gift baskets yes, with like they'd be wrapped and, and they'd be exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. But when they come in and they're like, yeah, don't label stuff. She was like, yeah, that's not happening. So anyway, uh, yeah, kids, kids went back to school, which was good. Our kids got great teachers. Um, Mine did too. Our second oldest, he's starting high school, so he's at the high school, which is fun. 
Oh yeah, that's he's right. actually graduation with two of Chris's girls, which is crazy. Really? Yeah, they have like a why uh, is that crazy musical theater? Well, they're all different ages. They they're oh they, so these are extracurricular. Um, no, nope. it's of, a nope. musical theater class that you can take, and they run it through all the grades. So like interesting. Yeah, there's like eighty kids in this class, which is crazy. So he he's loving wow. it though. So he you know, and they were crazy that awesome. that's a class, not like an after school thing. Like when I was in Guys and Dolls and theater, like that was an extracurricular thing that I had to oh, do. The after stuff school. they have like, now is crazy. We, we only had science. You got <laughs> to pick between three languages or maybe four. What was it? we had French, of course, German, and Japanese. That's what mm -hmm. we could pick from. Man, wouldn't it be nice to have like a more relevant one, like where yeah. we are? Yeah, German like, and Japanese man, are not Mandarin really or Punjabi would be way more efficient than yeah. French, which is five thousand kilometers the other mm -hmm. way. Even Spanish. My, yeah, like, oh you my goodness, take it wouldn't now, that be great? You, 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 we couldn't when we were going to school. And there was like two sports you could pick from when we went to high school. Well, like even gym. I was talking with Logan. You can take gym, and gym is there, like just general. You can gym. take gym. You mean you don't have to? Uh, I don't know if they have to anymore, but anyway, cool. maybe they do have to take it in the first year, like grade nine, but it's not just gym. You could take gym. Gym's just general gym, but also you could take gym that focuses on strength and that one does more rugby. What? You can take gym that's focused more on sport, which does basketball and weight training. It's like, huh? Wow. I, I mean, I like that. It's that's cool. really cool, but did people not have ideas when yeah. we were <laughs> 30 years ago? Like what's, what, I don't know. Oh, I feel like we went to school in the Stone Ages. I mean, it was pre-internet when we went to school, yeah. which is nuts. Mm -hmm. But that's still like <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah, that's it's pretty funny. Well, good but for him. I'm happy for him. And that's cool that he's with Chris's kids. Uh, and his Chris's Wait, kids have been so good to help with him getting like oh, into high school, like, which has been awesome. He and he, it's made it so much better for him. You know, just getting to meet some new people that he normally wouldn't have, yeah. and his his girls have been seriously amazing. So it's awesome, but. Yeah, so anyway, the kids went to school. Which is weird, because Chris is a turd. Yeah, they definitely didn't get that from him. Yeah, it's uh, obviously so the mom. That's definitely the obviously. mom. But uh, yeah, week was good. It was really busy, like really, really busy. Yesterday, we had an awesome day with uh, our work. We did a huge event with all of our people, so it was fun. We good. did a huge golf tournament. We did a huge party in the evening, but I was supposed to be there for the start of when people were going to start at like 10 or 10.30, and Christina called me at 11. She's like, Hey, just checking if you're coming. How are you doing? And I'm like, I'm drowning right now. I feel like I'm going to die because I was so busy and I was trying to get so much done. Mm. And and I didn't really want to go, but you know, I kind of have to be there. So uh, it was fun. It you know, it was a great day. We had a really fun day. It was nice to just hang out with a lot of people, and you know, it's not it's a different environment. Everybody's having a great time. So yeah, yeah it was fun. And then well, I'm glad you had a good time because you've been like work, work has been so busy and of course stressful. Yeah, you've been drowning a lot going but, on. So, well, but for maybe the past year now. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so on. I'm glad that you have something good to say about it. Yeah, we had a, we had an awesome day yesterday. So that was a lot of fun. I, I didn't get home until I think I got home around 930 or 10. So I was exhausted by the time we got home. But yeah, it was a it was a good day. Good week. You and I did packs, which we we're going to talk about. That was a ton of fun. Mm -hmm. And then. Uh, Otherwise, this you week... wait to bring up packs when I'm drinking water. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I didn't realize I have to time when I'm going to say certain things. But you know what? Overall, it was a good week. I had a good week. I did play <sighs> uh, some Starfield, which is awesome. I'm really enjoying good. that game. Yep. And I do find it, you know, I don't tend to look online for stuff like Ian was asking about Starfield when we played F1. He, he had buddy. asked me. Yep. 
he had asked how it was and I was like, oh, I'm, it's great. And he mentioned how, you know, these reviews have said this or that. And I was like, oh, I don't, <laughs> he's, I don't, I don't he look is at a that review stuff. guy, mm -hmm. which is fine. Yeah. There are a lot of people like oh, that, totally. but I don't tend to look into that stuff, but I did, you know how, you know, your phone and anything you connect to the internet knows what you're doing. And so a couple of times I had looked at, I was trying to figure out how to buy, find this luxury textile. I needed this thing called a luxury textile or a luxury fabric or something. And so I'd looked online trying to figure out where you buy it, but the game's so new that the, the wiki mm -hmm. has like one seller. And I was like, there's no way in the whole <laughs> universe and galaxies that there's only one person that sells this. So I was like, well, that doesn't help me. I'll have to keep looking. But, you know, that triggers my phone and my whole everything to be like, send him star. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's and, right. And uh, it, it was fun to see some of that, but it was also really kind of disappointing. I, I think people are stupid. I've always had an issue with humans in general and it's sad i think people get themselves i saw a lot of like negative stuff about it and i was just like why just play it or don't play it like i don't need to know your opinion i don't need to know why you don't like it some of the reasons people don't like it are some of the stupidest reasons i've ever heard of like first off it's a bethesda game it's gonna have some weird bugs people are gonna float into the ceiling some things like i haven't noticed anything game breaking there have just been some annoying glitches and bugs yeah but that's a silly reason to hate it i saw people that were bitching about the fact that well they said you'd have a thousand planets and there's only 600 it's like okay when you go through yeah, all 600 and you master you that's right <laughs> like, that's so stupid yeah uh, and then i think one of the dumbest was people just going off about the fact that it allows you to choose pronouns and they oh what is so political it's like what just pick or leave it like what the <laughs> right. hell if how is if that you're something... a guy and you want to be a guy pick guy if you're a girl whatever and you want to be, be a guy, pick, pick whatever right. you want to be how I many options do they have never clicked it i didn't care i like right. that was that seemed like such a okay. stupid thing to be upset about and people right. were like refunding and flipping out and i was like oh my god if that is your biggest problem in life you got it good you should yeah. not be worried well, those about are, it. That's, you, you're not going to have many people that actually are in need of anything important doing that kind of complaining. No, I just, I was, I was shocked. And so it was a little bit disappointing as I, you know, I'm getting news articles or I was seeing stuff on TikTok or whatever it was on Instagram. Yeah. I don't go on those very often, but of course everything was Starfield this right. week that, that I was seeing. Sure. And some of it was just like, okay, I don't like people. Humans suck. And uh, I'm just going to go play my game. Let me go live in this space world. Yeah. And I was laughing at Christina that I, I did see one video that made me laugh because I didn't realize it, but you can interact with stuff obviously within the world. And somebody said the best feature, they, they kind of highlighted it as the best feature in Starfield and they walk into a bathroom and there's a roll of toilet paper and you can reverse it so that the toilet paper is coming from the top instead of going down. <laughs> I love that somebody is like, like my kind of person. That's exactly <laughs> it. Somebody at Bethesda is like, just one yeah, day, 15 minutes, right. whatever it is. And they're like, they, they were drinking, sneaking something to drink or something when they were at lunchtime. And they're like, yeah, I can do this when I get Toilet off my paper break. should be coming from the top. It only makes <laughs> sense. Right. So they allow you to swap it. Oh, that's so uh, funny. Anyway, it was, that. you know, it was a good or week. They actually get into an argument. <laughs> yeah, there the was table, a like which way it's supposed to come. And they're like, yeah. fine, yeah. you can swap it. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Uh, it's I'm so glad funny, the so. game's inclusive, though. I mean, it makes more sense when you're trying it's, to love your neighbor. Just just love your neighbor. Who cares? And then just let, let people just choose. It's like when right. um, Dragon Age used to be so when Bioware used to be so praised for being so inclusive with relationships. 
Right. This is just the next step. And it's fine. Like, are you, how many people don't choose their, like, if I go to place, if I want to play a girl or a guy in the game, what difference does it make? If I want to mm -hmm. pick a prone, I, I just like, I thought it was so funny that people are blowing this up. Meanwhile, in, you know, you go to Baldur's Gate, you can make whatever you want. You right. want, you want yeah, a dick, Lyrian's you got a really dick, good you for want that a stuff too. Volva, you got a Volva. Like, you literally <laughs> pick whatever you want and it's up to you. I just find that so silly that people get so bent out of shape. It's like one drop down is getting you so worked up in this monstrous game. I just find that amusing. It's a bit funny, but I have been loving it. It's super fun. Good. It's very big. And uh, it, uh, which is fun. I heard it's only 600 planets, though. So. Yeah, I know. I'm going to finish that in a week for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think the only people who can be mad about that kind of stuff, like I would, I'm glad I don't play games for a living because that would get a bit depressing if you, you know, if you can finish a game in a week, that would be, I wouldn't, that would suck. Like I liked, a Starfield is going to take me forever to finish because I'm, At least I don't get to play it that often and i'm just chilling i hop in there and shoot down ships and go shoot stuff and it's fun so yeah i had a good time with it but let's uh let's uh get back into uh path of exile what do we got we oh you got well you said we went to, we PAX, to, to west, PAX west and that's that's uh, that was huge for us a we're too busy to do anything we like to stay in our little city we have our schedules and so for justin and i to go to pax west is like a hermit crab crawling what did we out go on little... saturday it was a yeah, Saturday, we chose yeah. to go September 2nd on Saturday. We left, we tried to cross the border around 7, we got across the border maybe at 7, 30, 8 o'clock. Yeah, and that after like the five minute, me being delayed by 15 minutes picking up Tyler meant we sat in a lineup for, it, it was, was weird. It was crazy, it we were looking like at the cameras, so uh, when we're crossing the border, whatever country you're from, we have the, the free trade border per se, like we can go back and forth for casual regions between the states and Canada, and so uh, they have... Because a lot of the transit that's there is casual. They have cameras that you can look at on a website to see how busy the lineups are. Um, and so anyway, we look and while we're driving down to the border, we're honestly like three minutes from where we would normally line up. The camera was empty. Like there was no traffic in there at all. And then when we get there, there is a massive lineup. I'm looking at the timestamp and it was three minutes old. It was even empty. while we were parked there waiting he was refreshing right. and it was still showing empty and we're like and then all of a sudden happened? the timestamp on one of the refreshes was only four minutes later to our current time and it was packed we looked behind us and there's like 40 yeah, cars all of a sudden us. so whatever it was it, yeah it was crazy so anyway but by the time it was it all went smooth uh traffic was great it was like two and a half hours after we crossed yeah, the border nice to drive. get there you drove well thank you for not being a maniac mm. which i know you're not anymore you used to be Pretty just heavy chill in that right lane. Just give me that right lane. Oh, yeah, that's Let right. Let me float and, my uh, way down there. Although, America, fix your roads. Good Lord. <laughs> Holy cow. Well, they make it, I, for, I forget the difference between concrete and asphalt, but they use the different one. They use and the one so different from us, whatever that is. It's just, it's, I think I'm a so flat half the time that I'm driving. I'm like, <laughs> oh, what's wrong with my car? Yeah, it's very bumpy. Yeah, but, but traffic was good on the I-5, and then we get to the convention center in Seattle, and this stupid parking garage, it was, so we're, we're parking in the convention underground parking, it's crazy tight, like I have really no tight. idea how people, like you have a, a small SUV, I have no idea how people with large SUVs or trucks, trucks. can handle that small little areas. You can tell we're like not city boys because of oh, tight spaces. It was but really tight. We went though. down like 12 levels six and there was levels, no parking stalls. Six, yeah. 
There was nothing. They forgot to close, put up a sign that says the parking area is closed. Yeah, cars so are driving now, up and their windows open. They're like, it's full. It's full. I'm like, awesome. What do I do? <laughs> we do a 20 point turn trying to turn around. Yep. There was honestly like 50 cars ahead of us, 50 cars behind us in this most And they were still way. letting cars down. Right. And so we're trying. Anyway, we were like an hour, maybe an hour and a half in this parking lot trying to get back out. And, uh, and as a human being, I have never needed to use the washroom as badly as when we <laughs> like I I got in there knowing that I needed to use the washroom. But I thought, well, whatever, we'll park, we'll go. There's places everywhere. We were in that thing for a long time, really long time. And when we came up, when we came out, I said to the guy, I'm like, there's no parking spots in this place. And he's like, oh, there's parking like right there. And when you pulled in, it said it said $40 for the day. I was like, fine, whatever. That's that's fine. But then when you drove further and it's like got a breakdown of like per hour per whatever, I thought, OK, whatever. So we drive down when we come up and I say to this guy, oh, there's not even any parking in here. He's like, oh, well, there's parking right over there, but it's $40 for the day. I was like, that's where I fucking wanted. Like, right, we could have turned in there. There was there, no but sign or anything. No, there was nothing. So we park over there and we got the last spot. Was, yeah, last even spot. that was a joke. Tyler had to find a spot for us to squeeze my car into. I wanted to pee in a corner. I was dying. Like, I couldn't walk. It hurt to pee. And but he there's was cameras literally, everywhere. He was joking in a not joking way that he was literally considering just pissing himself just I so was, it was so. And painful. then just go shopping, <laughs> like go to the bathroom, yeah. clean up, and go shopping. So we ran into the uh, Cheesecake Factory and I didn't even ask. I just walked straight to the bathroom. I was and I'm Tyler, thankfully, was there to guide me because I was walking all over the place. I was like, I'm going to pee somewhere. I prefer a urinal, but at this point, (laughs) but I know there's sinks in the kitchen. Yep. So anyway, we yeah, we did get there. And yeah, it was just it was a process parking. And it was that it was funny. We joked because when we got down to the border, I said to Tyler, you pick the line. He picked the worst line. We got the worst line to go into. And that was the shortest lineup. But it ended up being for a reason, because the guy that was there, he was well, he he was was efficient. He He was doing his he was doing his job well. Yes. Which meant he was also hear him. No, freaking <laughs> mumbles so over there. Quiet. Yeah, move your lips. Yeah, border and services talk officer. My direction, sir. Anyway, but yeah, he took uh, a long time, so I picked the wrong lineup. And then I had it in my GPS that we were going to go to a parking garage in that was close by. And as we were driving towards it, we just happened to right at the convention go. I was like, oh, they got parking right here. Should we just go in? And I drove in. Well, so that was two bad decisions. <laughs> yeah. We each made one and mine cost us 20 minutes. Yours cost us an hour and a half. But the funny thing probably is probably lifetime. I'm sure I've done permanent damage because I <laughs> to your bladder. Yeah, now it's like you have to go to the bathroom every 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but after, you know, we did that, um, the convention center. Now, I guess. Yeah, even that a, didn't go well. It's the first time for us <laughs> at a convention center like this like in this yeah. kind of city because all the other conventions that i've been to it's just been a massive one location area mm-hmm. where right it's like a, a massive airplane hangar that just has tons of you know like a, a building like that so we've never been didn't even know this existed that there were convention centers that just they just had like six buildings within the city within close proximity mm-hmm. and you just you know like they gave you instructions and all that kind of stuff but it just it was it was new to us and so we walk into the first building that's about PAX West and we get our lanyard, we get our security check, all that kind of stuff. And we pick up our sweet little map brochure and we're like, oh, cool, let's go check this out. So we go grab a coffee. Justin grabs a whatever it is that he grabs. 
what was it? Jesus was guarding this cooler. What'd you grab? I don't right. remember. Probably an energy drink. Funny. I don't oh, what, a, what, a, what a nice little picture, hey? Thanks, Jesus, for the coffee. And so anyway, we get there and we're, you know, we're finally relaxing. We're chilling out. We're checking out all the wicked cosplay by everybody. And it's funny. Anytime there's like a dress up thing, like Halloween's like this too. Anytime there's like a dress up thing, there's always people that just think it's like, this is going to be slut fest. I'm going to dress up it was as not slutty bad. as I can. No, but there's always you, some people that are like, I'm not dressing up as a video game character. I'm not dressing up as like a Halloween you, character for Halloween. I'm just going to dress up like, in a way hmm, where I'm like, I'm going to show <laughs> as much skin in public as possible. But it was really cool to see so many people that were so absolutely passionate and nerdy about whatever characters. You and I play like, well, you play more games than I do, but the only cult. 90% of them were. Right. The only Mm -hmm. cult classic characters we would know would be Path of Exile or Bethesda. You know what I mean? For the most part. Well, like some Nintendo stuff. Sure, but so many of the characters, they're like JRPG kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. and we wouldn't know who they are. So... Anyway, really cool. Also, to some see of them I don't think were characters. I think some of them picked up like a Scorpio um, <laughs> outfit or like a ninja outfit from sure. you know, the Halloween but store. But it was fun. It was fun. There were a lot of people, a lot of people there. Yeah. A lot of people there. there a lot of people dressed up. So we went into the first area and that's when we realized we did, we were over our heads. We didn't know what we were doing. So <laughs> we, we were desperate. We were so old. We needed like signs and there were even like, taped arrows on the floor like if you're going to this building go this way if you're going to this Which building go this way unless and, you knew we what like, you were going where's to where's the arrows they didn't put arrows i need to turn <laughs> then you walk like three feet ahead like oh okay keep following the green arrow but as we're going so we're like we finally get the map right and we're going and we finally are like oh okay ggg they're at you know 2905 in the summit building so we're like okay we're, Aren't we, we don't think it's this we didn't we know it <laughs> we, was in I, the archer we didn't know where we were we, it right, didn't make but, any sense. And so we're going along and we're on our way to the GGG booth. And then all of a sudden we see Chris Wilson. We're going up the we're escalator. Going down. No, we're going no, down. We were going, going, going up, up, but there's like 20,000 floors. So we're going up and on the floor we were getting to, he was also going up. No. And whatever. He was going down. Who cares? He was going up the He was heading up the opposite direction from us. Right. And, we were and like, it's not like um, the escalators are close together. There was, you know, yeah. 20 feet between them. And so we see Chris going up and we're like, He's like the guy. He's one of the people we're here to see. And so we were like, we were debating because well, like, we also are thought we in those... our heads. Do we know we're going the right way? Because why is he <laughs> going that way and we're going right. this way? So and... is he going to his booth or is he on his break? Mm-hmm. And we're like, well, do we chase him down? Because that, you know, you know, if he's on his break, you don't want to bother him. And so anyway, I yelled after him. He didn't hear somebody else was yelling after him. He noticed them. And then there was that awkward thing is like, he's like, oh, shoot. All right. I got to wait for people up top now. And. Anyway, so anyway, we saw him. We're like, okay, well, he's probably just going to his booth. So let's just go our way. We'll let the fans deal with him. And then we'll see if we can interact with him and the others when we get there. It took us about an hour and a half to find GGG's booth because we were, we thought we were in the right building, but then we were in the wrong. Two times we thought we were in the right (laughs) building. (laughs) So then we went back outside. We're going up seventh or whatever the street is. And then we go into the other building which also ended up being a wrong building, but we were pretty sure it was the right building. So then we go down. Then we, well, we, well, there we asked one guy, Tyler asked one guy, this guy, he gave fantastic directions for someone who knew what he was talking about. His, do you remember when he was like, all right, so you're just going to go out summit, turn left on the seventh, then you're going to turn right onto B lane, and then you're going to look for arch, then you're going to turn right and you're going to go left on ninth. And I was, I, he finished talking, I was like, I don't know. 
Can you just put in my phone? Like, <laughs> but we got there. The we guy helped us out. We, um, yeah. And honestly, if we were paying more attention, we probably would have gotten there our first try. But it was a little bit overwhelming being around people because we just we didn't know that there people. were two things. We didn't realize Three, Summit yeah. and Arch was actually different buildings. buildings we just thought they were different rooms within the same yeah in fact building. as we were first walking up to it we saw arch and summit and we're like i don't know summit like where they do the meetings and like the, the things <laughs> yeah, that's is like right. arch we didn't know so that's why we went to arch first but it was yeah, uh so yeah it was, finally a, it was figured a, it out it was a trek we went on a trek we got our steps in and then we, <laughs> we get there yep so we got to the booth and the, the, the their booth setup was actually pretty cool they had like i think they had 21 computers set up for play and they had a big lineup and yeah, then but that, was, just, that was all the booth it was just like cool decorations and then the computers there and then they had like um a small desk where the honchos would sit maybe it was for autographs or whatever it was but jonathan when we was got there, there jonathan was chilling and so here's the thing like they're big deals right jonathan chris rory like the us. big deals in the People poe in the, community mm -hmm. right and you just expect, even though Path of Exile, I don't know, like I heard Chris referencing himself in a previous interview, like he was just talking about like now he, you know, considers themselves a triple A game, triple A company. Right. And so they just, I don't know, it's like it's Seattle, but it's a specific convention. They're not going anywhere else on the West Coast. You just picture more than just Seattle traffic going there and going to their booth. I just assumed that that there'd be a massive like just as big of a lineup to meet chris and jonathan at that booth and there was playing the game there was nobody jonathan was like just chilling out looking at his phone having a good time so i walk i was expecting to wait for forever and like think of something to say so that i wouldn't just be hi my name's tyler and i like you you know what Which i mean is what like, you did it's just exactly <laughs> what i did and a poor guy he was like hey it's nice to be liked. Like, that's not what he said. He was very kind and professional about it. But um, Jonathan's not like a conversation starter. You know what I mean? Like, it was the go-to, like, hey, well, have you tried our game? Is it pretty cool? And I'm not there to play the game. You don't have a summoner? What do I care? <laughs> but um, yeah, they didn't have any. But we were wondering if there was going to be a difference in the game demo between... Because they've saved the Druid for GamesCon. Is that what it's called? Or whatever it was Gamescom, they had in... GamesCon, whatever, yeah. Whatever mm -hmm. it was that was in Germany that they were at the week before. Uh, they didn't have any different kind of builds or anything. It was the same thing for GamesCon and PAX West. Um, but yeah, so we were able to just walk right up to Jonathan and introduce ourselves and say hi. And so that was really neat. Um, but then we... Our initial conversation with him was pretty short. Uh, like I... Yeah, I, I, felt I was like kind of nervous him... and I just kind of... I couldn't think of the million things that i wanted to say congratulate him on or ask questions about first one yeah, was kind they, of awkward they, I, no, I felt no like offense they were to also him, a little fine. bit tired too like they oh. seemed a little bit you know like jonathan and chris for sure jonathan uh, we can talk about our conversation with him later he definitely got more into it in our the second time we chatted yeah with we him, talked to him about two or three times we uh so then we went and i don't remember who we did saw, we see um, first we saw a Rishi was it came Rishi? up to us because Rishi, Rishi noticed us. Recognized, he recognized yeah, you. Remember the front and walked right up. He's like Justin, and they made yeah, out so for a little bit. We had a great conversation with Rishi. So he came and hung out. We talked to him for a while. He we talked to him about the Germany GamesCon. He showed me some pictures from his phone, and that was crazy. Like we thought, Pax was nuts. GamesCon had like three hundred thousand people. It was they ten had times like thirteen buildings or something. He was showing me pictures of the one of the hallways, and it just I was like I laughed at him. I'm like no. 
I would have gone home. There's no way. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Right. He was saying that the lineup to play the demo was three to four hours long. I, at PAX West, it was two hours because they were capped. They actually capped the end of the lines at PAX West. So a, a person working for PAX West will stand at the back of the line and will ha has a sign actually on their back that says no more, that they're not allowing any more people to do it. And he was, and Rishi was actually saying that, or Rishi or Rory, I can't remember who was saying that the PAX West people actually wanted them to shorten the demo to 25 minutes or no, is it, they wanted it 25? The PAX West wanted 15 minute demos. They wanted it shortened and Rishi was like that. We can't like you've barely gotten into the game if you've only gotten <laughs> right. 15 minutes in. So they didn't, which is That's awesome. Right. I'm They're glad so that passionate they about their game. They just ignore the rules and gave people a 25 minute limit instead, which I thought yep. was awesome. Yeah, it was good. So yeah, we chatted with Rishi for a while, had a really fun conversation with him, man. It set like, uh, I don't know what, if Tyler has an order to this. So sorry if I'm going out of order. We you talk, just, you just, as we're chatting puke, with Rishi, just go. Octavian comes over. So then we got into a conversation with him as we're right. talking and with the for two. those that are new listeners, they're both friends of the show. We've had interviews with them in the we're past. Octavian's them, yeah. been on a couple of times. Rishi was our most recent GGG interview. So, yeah. So we were chatting with them and, and then as we're talking, Rory joins in and then we're just chatting away with the three of them and yeah it was really cool Rory it was like was we were all just buds they were just talking about everything and anything it was, it was really answering nice. a lot of questions like yeah I, you know we were joking with uh with rory about some of the i'm trying to remember who we talked about we were talking about the path the the skill tree and octavian and rishi were saying that the reason that the path the or sorry that the skill tree was not available is it just wasn't at a point where they felt good enough to have it but then rishi said it's going to be way bigger though than PoE one. And then Octavian's like, well, it was so funny watching the two of them go like, well, and Rishi's like, no, it will be. And he's like, yeah, but there's no Scion. And he's like, yeah, but there's way more, way more points. And I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it was so neat because when you get them and they're not saying stuff that they're not supposed to, they're talking to us freely. Rory's of course at the top of the company. He can say whatever he wants. He knows what spoiler. Or Rishi even not. joked about that too. Right. And then, you know, Octavian and, and Brigitte, like it's just it, it was neat to have people from so many different aspects of the game, but to have people that are so high or powerful, you know, or like have their fingers so deep into the core of Path of Exile to just talk. But they, they were so free with their time. It wasn't mm -hmm. like and I was surprised and this isn't a criticism. I was just they gave us like 20 minutes each at least. Of just we were the ones that ended the conversations. Right. They were so like, willing to talk. And I mean, mm -hmm. sure, there's so many people in the lineup of the to play the game that are just it was very surprising when we were asking them how many people are in the line. They're waiting two hours by the time Justin and I left and we were at that booth for maybe three hours in total. Poor employees. But when we were there, the lineup ended up being a, a four hour wait. And I'm sure so, like so many of those people are new players that don't care about Path of Exile. They're just there for the pax west experience they bought the four-day pass and they're just trying out everything over time but there's still going to be a bunch of people that are ggg fans and it was just they were so generous with their time they gave it to us they were willing to chat like like we didn't get to talk there was um i'm not uh there was a, a girl there a redhead that we I want to She's introduce myself mean. but yeah mm -hmm. but i didn't find a way to like desperately say like just casually say hi anyway. no. i think she's just doing her job right so but anyway yeah. it would have been nice to say hi to her we didn't mean to be offensive by not saying hi but then we got to we introduced ourselves to steven but we didn't have a chance to continue conversation with him he's a level designer uh there was rishi there was octavian uh rory 
we all know James is, I think it was James. My apologies James. if it was James yep. or Jason, skill but designer. big skill guy, very open. And then Jonathan and Chris, like they're just so generous with their time. It was wonderful. We could ask them anything we wanted. And the only people that seemed to be careful with their wording were Jonathan and Chris, but they were already so seasoned at it. I didn't even think Jonathan was careful. I love talking with Jonathan about it. So, I, yeah. okay. So we, yeah, go, we, just go. Well, so with Rishi Octavian, we had a really fun conversation with Rory. He was fun because he was just open. And, and then I started asking him stuff. I was curious about other stuff. So I was asking him like, how the hell do you guys do this? Like, it's crazy to me that you have their game installed because I think Alienware sets up their computers. And I was like, so how, but how does the game get on there? He's like literally half an hour before the event starts. <laughs> We're running around installing it on all the yeah. machines, which is crazy. He was, he was joking think. with the half hour, but yeah, he's like, it's I don't just, think so. they install it and block, they block all the USB. I turned it down. I you turned my, no, I turned it down. Why would Clearly. it ding? Yeah, they, the they, uh, they run through and quickly, down. quickly disable all the uh, USBs on all the devices so people can't copy anything off of it. But it was, it's pretty crazy how that event goes. And, but they were definitely tired because they had just done, so at, at PAX West, the event ran from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. But at GamesCon, it was 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. And so they had literally spent, they had just spent four or five days doing 12 hour days 12 hour days and then, and then right and i think octavian said it was like or rishi one of them said that it was a 40 hour trek from new zealand to germany which is the, just the the process of you know layovers yep. and all that kind of stuff i think it only took them about 12 hours to get from germany to seattle but that's so much traveling then you've got the time shift and stuff like right i could definitely see the tired in a few of them more than others yes and but they were super fun to talk to then we went and chatted with jonathan again and this time I just started like rapid fire questions and but he was, he was so good. Like it was just open. part of the he, natural conversation oh, and he was yeah. just going. Yeah, it was great. He, he definitely, he definitely uh, brightened up and started talking a lot more as we got talking about POE2 stuff. But he started, I started asking him about, oh man, I'm trying to remember now all oh, the stuff. Well, I have a, was, I have a list for some stuff that I remember, but I want to apologize people like we Justin and I went there as fans. Yes, we're we, we have the podcast. Yes, we would love to have every single one of those people on there. Uh, but we went there as fans like we didn't go there to promo our podcast or to specifically take notes. You know what I mean? Like we just wanted to enjoy their company. We're just hanging introduce out. ourselves. We were expecting like a 30 second. Hi. Hi. With each of them. So the opportunity to talk to them freely. We just wanted it to be friendly and casual, which it was, but so we obviously didn't take notes, but that was so surprising how much we learned about both Path of Exile 1 and 2 that I just, it's not really public knowledge, you know what I mean? No, like it wasn't in their interviews, wasn't. it wasn't in their videos, it hasn't been in any of the, like even when we were talking to Chris Wilson, when some of the Path of Exile 1 stuff, that's just not stuff that comes up in their Twitch presentations that they do. So it was, it was just really cool. We got talking about with Jonathan about, uh, I don't remember how this part came up specifically, but we were talking about one of the acts. And in this particular case, it was act four, I think that we, him and I got talking about. And it was about the fact that there's going to be these islands that you can actually choose to travel to, but that uh, there will be seven. I think there were seven choices of islands, but you'll have to complete three objectives, but you won't know which island will have the objective uh, and you'll have to figure out like sort of which, which is kind of cool because that will also shift each league as to which, right, which yeah. island you have to go on to. But so the one league will have 
the, out of those seven islands, the three objectives will be on the same islands for the whole league. But then yeah. next league, which islands those objectives are on will be different. Yeah. And so then I was saying to him, so what, what happens on those other islands though? Like, is there still some purpose to doing those islands? And he said, well, one of them will have the trial for your ascension, which was new to us that that right. was still sort of how it will happen. And because they were then, saying that trials aren't how you get yours. So it was an interesting they said the lab was gone, but then right, he said, right, right. you'll do the trial for your ascension on one of those. And then what was cool. So there were, I, I'm going to go a little bit off trying to remember, but there were two things in particular that really stood out. One was that you'll come back to these islands and different parts of different acts in Endgame, which is going, he said there will be this token that drops that you will actually take back to some of these past acts that will change things and you'll interact with it differently and it becomes some part of the Endgame, which is really cool. I'm curious to know what that is. Right. We didn't push him any further for that part. But then also they are now going to have the world procedurally generated each league. So just like a map is procedurally generated when you go into a map, the the entire, I don't know if it's still called very class or whatever, is going to be procedurally generated each league, which means the layouts will be different. Things will change within the maps every league. And he was really excited about it. He's like, I'm super, I, he actually said that, that he's really excited to take what they've been able to do with how they procedurally generate maps and now use it to procedurally generate the worlds. That's right. And then one more thing I'm going to throw in there is that we asked him because in our last going, episode, man. just go. We talked about the fact that they were bringing back league content. You and I talked about like, do we like that? What league content? Right. Whatever. So I asked him about it. I said, you know, you guys have mentioned that you're going to be bringing in league content. Is the that Path just of Exile every... one league content in a POV two? Yeah, I said, is that every like? Is there a? Is there a? Are you guys? like balancing them or figuring out which ones you want. And he was, his response killed me. Cause he's just like, well, it depends on which ones I like. And I love that. He's like, yeah, the ones that I like, they're going to come in the ones I don't like, I don't. And so I'm like, all right, which ones do you like? <laughs> That's right. And so incursion yeah. and delve are coming back for sure. Uh, which incursion is Alva and delve. Is, oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, he said those were his two favorites and I don't remember. He did tell he us hate, once he, he didn't said, like. Well, he, I don't know if he used the word hate, but I, I wouldn't expect metamorph, which ones metamorph, he doesn't that's like. Right. That's right. Yeah. I highly doubt metamorph will make yeah, POE2 according to Justin's pre or Justin, uh, not Josh. What's his name? Jonathan's preferences. So that was kind mm -hmm. of, that was kind of neat. I just like that. Like, at, it does, and it, companies are run like that at some point. At some point, mm -hmm. the higher ups just like, nope, don't like it. I don't like it. Whatever mm -hmm. it is, whether you're running a gas station or whatever it is, that, nope. Yeah. So, so really yeah, cool things to figure out about. PUE2. Um, there was the, of course, the guarantee while we were discussing it that uh, ascendancies are, there are going to be four level ups for your ascendancy. We were yep. humming so and hawing about some of the, yeah, but it is definitely four. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I guess it could be more than four, but he was saying how, yeah, then you'll end up finding your last trial to ascend in maps. I don't know if he specifically said trial and maps, but he said your no, fourth ascendancy will be uh, found in maps. So, yeah, that was that was a lot of really cool stuff. A lot of really and then, cool stuff. yeah, there was probably way more. And then we talked with Chris. Chris came back, and yeah, he poor guy. seriously looked exhausted. He looked, and I mean, it's got to be a combination of all that stuff. But even he had said he had gone on a fifteen-minute break. He came back like an hour and Two, a half later. Yeah, that's right. And he was, and he knew that, like when he, the first thing Chris did when he came back, he didn't. It wasn't even like saying hi to the people around that were waiting for him or, or anything like that. He walks up to Jonathan, puts his hand on his shoulder, and Jonathan's like, wow, you okay? And he's like, oh yeah, you know, 
a break it's not a break but it's all good and then he looks at jonathan and he's like puts his hand on his shoulder he's like and you my friend need a break <laughs> and so yeah it was, but it was nice because jonathan even though he was tired and we were peppering him with questions um we'd already gotten pictures with the people that we knew we got pictures with rory who we just got to know uh we had a picture with jonathan earlier as well Jonathan was very kind. It's kind of neat, right? Like the other superstar was the one that was willing to take a picture of us with Chris. So yeah, he, he waited around too. and he did. And but he was yeah. willing to wait that extra five minutes until Chris was free because Chris was dealing with some other fans to. Um, so Jonathan waited, it's despite the fact that he was probably due for his break over an hour and a half ago. Jonathan waited that extra five minutes just so he could take a picture of us with Chris. So. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, it was, yeah, they were all just so kind-hearted and great, and we really want to thank them for their time. They'd never heard yeah. of the podcast. We should have. Uh, we should have done well, some just promo. those two. Yeah, <laughs> we should have taken our stickers and just plastered them everywhere. They. But, uh, oh yeah, sorry. Chris and Jonathan hadn't heard of the podcast. Yeah, so th- we we talked with Chris. It was pretty short when we did, and I could tell he was tired. It was just like, uh, "Hey, how are you?" Blah blah blah. And then we left, and then we talked with James. And James came over to us while we were watching some people play the demo. And we just got chatting with him and he was awesome. Oh, First great. off, this dude has a freaking PhD in biochemistry. Yep. Like, I was thinking about it afterwards. That's two sciences. <laughs> that's that's two smarts. I asked him, I was like, uh, how? Why? I don't get it. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Where's this cross section that I'm not <laughs> seeing or understanding? And he said that he he did his PhD in biochemistry and just didn't like it. And then he knew some people that worked at GGG and just that's how he kind of got into it. And he's big into skill design. He does a lot of stuff, but right now with POE2, he's in skill design. He said his favorite skill that he's worked on so far was something called Mana Tempest in POE2. That's his favorite. I think it was called Mana Tempest where you stand in it and you, you know, drains Mm -hmm. mana, but you do more power. And his and favorite then, skill, I think, that he's made was Winter Orb in PoE One. No like, brand, Winter Brand. Oh, was it Winter Brand? Winter Tide Brand. Yeah, okay. it was a brand that he loved, and yeah. So it, talking with him was a lot of fun. We chatted a lot about the different skills and stuff, and yeah, he we, was. He we was were joking that people don't like, but that people probably don't like talking to him at at the company because he's just so smart. And he's like, no. And then he went on and he explained like, oh, no, there's a couple other people with PhDs and you start getting them into how they make the game. And he's like, no, you're lost. Yeah, he was talking about one of the guys for one of the that did one of the presentations at, at Exalcon that I missed. It right. was one of the ones that I missed. But he's like, you got to listen to that guy talk like he is. I can't remember who it was, but yeah. So James was really fun chatting with him. And then uh, my back was done. Like I, I was having a, a tough time with my back. So I went to sit against the wall and Ty's like, I'm going to go talk to Chris again. Nobody's yeah. there. I'm it was such a short conversation. The superstars, <laughs> the two like heads of the company, there was no lineup. It was that, that many casual people waiting four hours for the game demo. But even while like you could see I that there were just were people. nervous to go and yes. talk to people. Because when we were talking with Octavian and Rory and Rory Rishi, and Rishi. We, yeah. there were people that were walking. So kind of like it, it was a really tight place where mm-hmm. we were, you know, just because there's so many people. And so we just ended up the conversation we were having with the five of us. And on and off, sometimes three, four or five. But the, the conversation we were having, it was kind of like the exit where people would, after they were finished their after time with the demo, it. they would leave. Mm-hmm. And I felt bad for them because I we didn't mean to monopolize our time with these employees. But of course, we were enjoying our conversation. And so we kept the conversation going. <laughs> I but didn't there feel were, bad at all. There were, <laughs> but there were people that were walking out 
and no matter who we were talking to they were looking yeah they were like they didn't want to interrupt but they wanted to get their like little handshake in or something like that and so anyway it just baffled me again that jonathan and chris didn't have these lineups of people want, the yeah like there would be people that were waiting behind me as i'm talking to one of those two because i'd have a question and so i'm like okay you know I'll, I'll get back in the back of the line kind of thing all that other people go and the the person that comes up he's like so path of exile 2 is that and they like know nothing about the game yeah there was one that came and, up that was brand new talking so, to octavian that was like i just got started last month and then started asking questions about right like the mm-hmm. people that know very little they don't know who they're talking to they think they're just talking to like the PR rep or something, but they're actually talking to the Chris and the Jonathan of the company. I don't so actually remember funny. if it was Jonathan or Rishi or Octa- I actually can't remember who, but I do remember asking them like what percentage of people, I think it was Jonathan. I assumed most people that were in line were people that played Path of Exile 1 and they were finding that it was actually closer to like 30, 40% of them had never played Path of Exile. And this is where these conventions confuse me because... Yeah, these conventions are not for people like you and your personality. No, first off, lineup, go to hell. Not going to happen. But second <laughs> off, I don't get the idea of standing in a lineup for two hours to play a game you don't even know. And then I was even more confused to see there was a two hour lineup to play Baldur's Gate 3 and some of these other games that it's like, go home and just play it. I just find that so bizarre to stand in a line to play a game that's already out. But just the line in general, like Path of Exile 2 confuses me that 30% of the people had just never played Path of Exile and were like, oh, I'm going to try this game out. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'll stand Three in two-hour hour line, line for that. Right. No, thank you. But uh, so then anyway, so I rested up against the wall and Tyler went over to talk to Chris. And uh, well, I was trying then, to find a way like I wanted to, we were there. We're never going to be there again. Like true. Chris and Jonathan and all of our friends, uh, yeah. friends now, friends of the show. But like, they're all so great, but we're not going to be able to see them again. So like, there's the the part of you that's like, well, you don't want to be weird about it. But then there's the part of you that's the fan where like, I don't care if it's weird. I got to find something to say. So Justin's resting up against the wall like an old man. And I'm there and I'm like finishing my salad, my way overpriced salad. Yeah, don't go to conventions with Tyler. He will bitch about the price of it's all, we, it was the you, smallest <laughs> salad. It's a convention. It like, they can charge. It's like an airport. They can charge you whatever they want. They don't care I, what it costs I, outside. But it was insane. <laughs> anyway, it was so also cans of Dasani water. What the hell, America? What is that? Yeah, cans. I've get never seen that before. I get it makes sense that Tyler brought up a good point that you don't have the twist cap and the plastic, blah, blah, blah. But I didn't even see the water. I was like, they don't sell water here. And it Tyler's, tasted weird. He's looking for a minute and then he's like, oh, it's a can. I thought yeah. it tasted fine, but it was just weird to buy a Dasani water in a can. I've never seen that ever before. Yeah, probably better for the environment. More recyclable than the disposable plastic. But anyway. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're like hanging out there. I'm finishing my my salad and I'm like, I got I got to think of something. I got to think of something. Yeah, to ask this, Chris. Is, this is actually his conversation <laughs> like, with me and him. Chris, He's there's like, nobody talking to Chris. We've spoken with Jonathan for like 25 minutes. I feel like at one point you thought of something and then you came back and you were like, no. I right. I did. I was else. like, OK, yeah, no, I got a que- OK. I got a good question that now I can go back up to Chris and be like, no, I got this. This isn't going to be weird if I go and ask him this question. And then I come back and I'm like, I forgot. I forgot what it was. And then so I'm like, oh, no, okay, I can go and talk to him about this. And then I go up and that conversation was nowhere near as smooth as it was going on in my head. I was so (laughs) nervous and awkward, but I was talking to him about filters and and, um, like guide integration. I remember a while ago and I brought this up a couple times in the podcast, but only uh, maybe more old school listeners will remember. But um, there was a while ago, maybe a year ago when 
maybe a year and a half ago for all I know, Bex was replying to Enki, who's always been a fantastic content creator, very smart and good at the game. I wish he had 10 billion more followers than he does because he is a fantastic content creator on Twitch. But Enki, um, he was just having a frustrating time with guide writing. And as a ex-guide writer myself, I know exactly what he's talking about. This just system's not meant for updates and guide writing and updating like even the preview system if you have 50,000 characters in your form post which is what guide writers need to use when you go to preview your changes it sends you all the way back to the top of your edited post it doesn't set you like where you're on your edit screen back to where it is it's just very dos and basic and it's just so frustrating like it just costs the majority of time it takes to make a good guide is just the restrictions or the basics of the system. It's just pure HTML. That's it. And so there's nothing fancy about it. So anyway, he was having, this is again, a year and a half ago, maybe uh, a small complaint on Twitter about it. Bex responded and she said, I can't tell you why, but now is a fantastic reason. There's now is a fantastic time to give us feedback on what would help you in the future as a guide creator. Yeah, I don't think I, that went anywhere. Well, who knows? Who knows? Because if that's, well, you know, in conversation about POE2, maybe there's different integrations. You know, that's where my brain goes, right? Like it's, okay, now's the time that they're working on website integration with the game or whatever it is. So I ended up saying But we still haven't seen anything is what I'm saying. Like we haven't as, seen. Yes, yes. As far as I know, yes. So uh, I took the opportunity to send her an email because my suggestions would most definitely not fit into a tweet. And so that kind of stuff's always been in the back of my mind. So I went and I talked to Chris about the current state of filters, the default filter, creating filters. Is there going to be an opportunity for guides to be more integrated into the game? Um, he said that they've definitely thought about guide integration, uh, but they haven't come up with a way that's satisfactory to them. So it's going to have to stay as basic as it is for now. Um, he, I might have forgotten or... He, he didn't get to the point where if the website's going to change in terms of how guide creators are capable of creating more guides, but it's at this stage, it's they have no plans of having it connect directly to the in-game content. Um, and then in terms of filters, I had hoped, I had asked why the default filter, I've always thought they intentionally for some reason hid the default filter from the community because the game is this old, but now, when you go on the website and you go to create a filter on the GGG website, it gives you one block of an example, like show, and then it gives you a base type, a couple colors for their borders and backgrounds and text, and then that's it. And then, but when you go to click on it, that example disappears and you have a blank slate. There's nothing to edit, there's nothing to go for. Now, if you know Path of Exile and filtering it all, you every item is going to look the exact same unless you tell it to look different so when you start with an actual blank slate on the website of creating a filter you literally have to create or input every single item in the game like we're talking hundreds of base types insane amounts of currency insane amount of, of fragments so many different div cards like all of that and sure you can group some stuff together with just generic st generic stuff like classes and all that but it is an insane amount of work it's not very helpful an example i've used in the past is our buddy chris he was trying out path of exile and he just wanted to do a bow character he's like hey ty how do i stop showing swords and shields i just want bows and quivers and i'm like well short answer is you can't 
unless you feel like coding for a few days, you can't. And that was mind boggling. And so anyway, I was kind of talking to him that this conversation flowed a little bit from the guide creator aspect as well. And Chris was surprised that the default filter wasn't available to the public. Right. He he actually thought thought the default filter was available to the public. I mentioned that it that it's not. Um, It's not convenient anyway, if there's like in those different files, like the what do they call them? GFAC files or whatever they are. Uh, whatever it is like the general public just doesn't have access to it and i said it would be so great if the default filter and i actually mentioned this to octavian as well and he was very open to passing it along but the if the default filter if it's not supposed to be hidden for any reason would just be available for people when you go to create a filter it stays there as an editable filter and then at least the general public has access to every single item in the game because when you go on the wiki and you go sorting by classes you actually don't have access to every item in the game. There's a lot of items that are oddly hidden. And it's so tough. I mean, the, the, the wiki is just this massive amounts of content. But there are certain items when you're making a filter that aren't available to you. You have to specifically go and search for them to discover what they are. But there's no thread connecting them to a specific class. And so in a game like this, there's definitely things that you, well, you don't want to miss. Everything that you miss, you want it to be intentional in your choice. So... Hopefully that's something that comes because that was exciting. But uh, we were joking around with a couple of them, including Chris, that um, the default filter is here to stay. Well, apparently as well, Octavian mentioned that the guy who works on the default filter apparently sp- that like it's a lot of work. Right. And for them it to was do really that. cool to hear Octavian say that. Keep going, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he was just saying that, yeah, there's quite a bit of work that goes into it. But I do agree. And it was actually interesting hearing both Octavian and Chris surprised that you couldn't just edit the default filter from with on the on the website. Both of them seem to just assume that that should have been and that maybe it just got overlooked. So I think. Yeah, I don't know. Overlooked for a long time. Like it it kind of like raises raises you questions a bit about processing and what the checklists are for also there's a level of like what's important and what's not and that and whether we agree with that that order that you know some stuff just gets passed over or whatever and it sounded like this was something that's just been overlooked for a really long time it was funny though when i came up to join tyler with chris i took a picture of the two of them and tweeted joking that you know when you finally get chris's ear what do you talk about filters filters what do you think but they were so kind yeah. and patient. They were willing, like when Chris discovered that we have a podcast about them, he gives us a nice smile. He's like, oh, I'll be sure to check it out. And our heads were like, yeah, right. Baloney. But hopefully he does. I think that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, it was fun. Yep. Um, and so that was really neat to hear. And it was really neat to hear Octavian talk about uh, whoever the filter individual is, because he was saying he works very, very hard. And he gets so, I don't know if mad or frustrated is the right word because it was just a general conversation. Livid. But <laughs> that's Livid. Right. Um, but when GGG makes small changes to the game just before launch, the guy said mm-hmm. like, because I'm a filter creator, so I get what it is. But when you have a certain system, this is the drop rate. This is all this. Like they have, he has way more info or she, they have way more information than we do when making filters. So when they make small changes just before league launch, it's just insane for that individual. Like it's just nonstop work to make it work properly. So I, one thing that I do find funny, I think GGG has like a, they have like a, a hiring restriction on your name as well. Cause they have way too many people with the same name. <laughs> like if you're a Nick, a Chris, those two, Nick or Chris, it seems like there's too many of those. Two. Mark. Yep. There's Mark's. Marks. 
it just seems like there's a lot. Like it was quite funny that in multiple conversations with different ones, they're like, well, not that one, a different one. Right. It's like, oh yeah, crap. How many of you are there? Yeah. But it was a lot of fun. We it had a was. really good time. Oh, and Jonathan was also quite open about the beta. Like they were, it oh, didn't seem, months. it sounded right. secretive when we were doing all these interviews. We definitely but then, didn't know, yeah. But maybe it wasn't secretive because when we were talking to Jonathan about the beta, uh, yeah, I think I it was him. you that were asking questions and Jonathan's just like, yeah, it's going to be the same that it's always been, you know, like he you said, it's going to be the same as the close because I told him I, yeah. well, because I told him I had played since closed when he was talking about it and he says, yeah, so it'll be the same as that where it'll be planning on three months but you never know that could go a little bit longer depending on like we're gonna he did say it'll go as long as we need to to make sure that it's good yeah it's not gonna be a short closed beta which well but even if even if three months is considered short it he just was very open about the fact that it will go as long as we need it to go to make sure that what we release is is in a really good state which is awesome and that they would probably do something similar to what they did with the closed beta for poe one and then he joked about you know unless people have spent a certain amount then they and i was like yeah i better get that one <laughs> yeah that's right so yeah, but then yeah, he said I, there'll also be other ways for those that don't have that kind of uh, surplus to be able to enter into the closed version of it um we forgot to ask or didn't pursue the subject of the open beta but um the conversation was mostly about the closed beta but it's pretty yeah. neat and they were all talking about like this year and a half timeline you know like that just seems I forget if it was direct or if it was just implied, but it just seems like I, I get from these conversations, I'm getting the year and a half timeline is their hope. I don't remember them ever saying a timeline like that. Mm. Hmm. I don't know where, uh, maybe, maybe it was a dream, but you heard it here first. So <laughs> we're already like, I'm, I'm totally fine to keep going and keep chatting about packs. I'm sure there's a couple other things we'll remember that later on we're like, oh, we forgot to say. So that'll be an after dark. No, we'll bring it up in after dark. But yeah. um, there were other things that happened this week, but we're already at over an hour. So even though an absolutely massive 0.1 patch came out, um, there's tons to talk about. Are you OK if we just push it to next week anyway? What, the patches? Yeah, the patch is huge. There's so much in it. OK. I yeah that's fine we can we can talk more about it next week I okay hopefully our listeners are fine patch. we'll talk about pardon me I had very few things I was like just fix the Titanic shell okay that's what I want. <laughs> well, here's, here's one of the things I'll we'll bring this up next week but there was a lot of faithful listeners here that there was one fix that kind of ties into how do you not know your default filter isn't on like there's just these extra checklists like when you're adding a feature how is this not part of the included feature process? So kind of like when they, so one of which the, was what? Tell me which one. Well, the and I, I messaged you about it, and then there were multiple people that messaged me on Discord, oh, which was hilarious. SRS. But, so right. yeah, and this wasn't a bug fix. This was a general improvement. And now, no, 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 no. You giving us the basics on how a skill functions is important, and if you don't include it, it's an oversight and it is a bug. But anyway. They changed the description of SRS to now show that it is a hundred percent fire. What did it say before? Nothing. Oh, so that is a general improvement because in their wording, they just said they added text to clarify that SRS goes from physical to a hundred percent fire. Whereas before, because it just had the fire tag, did it say nothing at all? No, it just said nothing. Oh, that's right. And it didn't. I don't even think it had the physical tag. I that one I don't remember, but. There was nothing about conversion. So you didn't know that you could step anyway, doesn't matter. So, but 
SRS has been in the game forever. And that 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 text, it has nothing to do like currently now it's saying it's 100% fire conversion. But fire conversion has been a part of it for forever. And even when it was only 50% fire conversion, it didn't say. It never said that there was any kind of conversion. It just said the fire tag. So technically, you wouldn't even know that you're, if you're stacking your fire damage, that you're only stacking 50% of the damage. So anyway, SRS has been in the game for a long time. They just did this now. Now, I've been asking for this forever. I think it's hilarious, though, that now, like, I'm just wondering what the timeline is. Like, who is it that finally got this done? Was it quick for them? Has it been on their list for a long time? Did they all of a sudden somebody like, wait, that's been there since like this bug fix is posted like 2016. What's going on? But it's hilarious to me for a couple of reasons. It's like making dinner and doing your dishes six years later. That's kind of like what this bug fix is for me. You know what I mean? But it's also general funny. Improvement. General, general improvement. improvement. But like there's so many other like Herald of Agony. That's a big topic of conversation in our community because one of our faithful listeners, Theta, plays it all the time and is just rock solid with it getting uh, how a uh, Herald of Agony character to 100 every single league. Uh, and it's that has physical conversion to chaos damage that doesn't say. So it's just funny that like one of those skills gets it done. I'm just curious what the background is. I'm glad that it's finally done. But when you have a skill that has conversion and there's nothing in the game that tells you it's conversion, I start thinking about this checklist that people have. Like, okay, so what are the things that need to be done when you add a new skill to the game, right? Okay, what are the things that need to be done when you add filter creation to your website? You know, it's just like what it just seems so willy nilly like yeah that'd be great okay yeah do whatever you want to make it work and then the person's like oh okay so when you have a system like that that's what it makes it seem like because then all of a sudden you have a system that's like unchecked you know it's this one person who actually hasn't added this kind of stuff to the website before being like I think that's everything and it's not their fault for missing stuff because there's no checklist so anyway those kind of things kind of tie together but uh, hopefully our listeners are fine listening to our opinions about the point, massive, massive, massive 0.1 patch a week late because uh, PAX West was super exciting. We're super nerdy fans of Path of Exile, and that was a fun conversation to have. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Mystery Box came out too. So that's sweet. I did watch the video for it. Some, I don't know. Maybe you got other stuff. All I care MTX. about is that Harbinger portal. Oh so my amazing. Goodness, yes. Actually, that, a lot of their stuff was cool Very. in that, in that Mystery Box. Very. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For point one, we can chat about it next week. Maybe there won't be much to come out or maybe there'll be more to talk about. For me, I was just like, just fix the turtle. And, they <laughs> and I think they kind respawn of timer. They they added yeah, a respawn that, timer for us as well. They sh- yeah. slowed the amount of time the turtle takes to respawn. They which gave is the fine. They also made it life. and it takes more damage while it's defending, which is good. I still think it shouldn't protect its own totem. A lot still of people that, did that, but their response to that is in the RAQ. Oh, and really? the RAQ, what was the, what I, don't, was the response? I don't think it's something that fans are going to care about. Uh, hang on. Announcements. RAQ. Why are you not fixing the Titanic shell being able to protect its own totem? Titanic shell being able to protect its own totem and surrounding totems was the original intended behavior of the monster on release. The monster had an incorrect description on release, which we are fixing in patch point one. Apologies for the inconvenience of the initial description. Uh, so it doesn't answer the question. It just says that's what we always wanted it to do. And honestly, I mean, okay, that's what they say. It doesn't, we'll have to play with it to see what it's like now. 
I uh, one thing I always like about GGG is they stick to their guns, and I like that. Most, Actually, one uh, of the yeah, things I will just throw on with regards to packs was Tyler and I were talking about after we left. One of the nicest things that I came away with after talking with them is despite, you know, sometimes we have gripes or we have issues or we disagree with stuff they do. Those guys love the game. And it's really fun to hear them talk because you could tell that they're very passionate about what they do. Yeah, it was great. And that's a really nice feeling for the people who are, you know, in charge of creating the game you love to play. So, yeah. But uh, with regards to the turtle, yes, I love that they stick to their guns. I just disagree. I, 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 I think you could sure. have actually kept it as horrible as it is and then just remove the ability to protect its own totem. So, but yeah, we'll talk more about uh, point one next week and uh, whatever else comes and who knows what will happen in After Dark. Maybe that's where new stuff happens in After Dark. You just never know. Thanks, Patrons. We love your faces. Uh, episode 205. Let's wrap it up. Right? 205? Yeah, 205. Yeah, 205. Hey, G- hey uh, GGG people that haven't listened to 205 episodes once a week since XLCon 2019. Twice a week for patrons. Right. Yeah. Feel feel free to support us. No conflict of interest there. Nope. It's only fair. We won't tell. Uh, we would know who you are anyway. We wouldn't know anyway. Mm-hmm. But we'll send you a card. Although we send you guys a card every Christmas. How dare you? That must how be how close you? community Bex had the communications department, I guess. Eh? Yeah. Who does that card go to? We just send it That's to their right. building. Who's keeping our card? I want to know. No sticker. It's just a card. So, phew. Yeah, <laughs> but hey, we box. get to send three cards to them now. Or is it four? We got Octavia, we'll Rishi, Camille. Yeah, that's it. We're not sending one to the general GGG anymore. No, we don't even know who's keeping it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> There's somebody thieves. there. It's like they're burning it, taking it home, put it on their tree. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's right. <laughs> that's what they're doing with it. That's what they're I doing. I like clearly. these guys. They right. sort of kind of like our game, but sort of don't. Let's wrap this up. 205. Well, we always have great art. Our Christmas cards look amazing. They do. Although, um, yeah. Anyway, uh, 205 Forever XL, the Path of Exile podcast. I'm Justin, aka Tag. <laughs> the Path of Tyler. Tyler, Record of Days. Uh, patrons, we will catch you in After Dark. Everybody else will see you next week in 206. Thanks for hanging out. If you're looking for more information, you'll find it down below. We get a website, foreverxl.com. We're on Twitter, foreverxl82. We have a very fun Discord you should be a part of. Join it anytime and say hi. Uh, Patreon, another way to support the podcast. You'll find them down below as well as on our website. Have a good week. Thanks, GGG, for coming out west.